What's up, Hogland Nation? You know we gotta tell you about Mr. T's Tuxedos. Do you or someone you know have a wedding, formal, prom, or big event coming up soon? Well, lucky for you, we have you covered. Mr. T's Tuxedos has the best suits and tuxedos in the area and will have you looking your best for your big day. With their main store located in Minersville, PA, they also offer fitting services located in Center City, Philly, as well as on-site fittings at your preferred location. Make sure to mention that Hogline sent you when you visit in-store or reach out with an inquiry. To take a look at their catalog and for more information on all that Mr. T's Tuxedos has to offer, visit MrTsTux.com. That's M-R-T-S-T-U-X.com. And remember, you only have one shot at looking your best. Be sure to take it with Mr. T's Tuxedos. going on hogline nation welcome back to the hogline podcast i'm your host mitchell manis alongside my co-hosts jack manis and andrew Scheffler. welcome back folks you are listening to the 214th episode of the hogline podcast welcome in folks week 13 nearly in the books by the time you're listening to this it's definitely in the books uh saints and bucks will be kicking off in about 15 minutes or so um so maybe we'll get some live reactions like we did for that one month i think it was what was it Bengals browns i think it was a monday night game we recorded on believe so uh so we will may perhaps get some live reactions to that um but we're here today to give you a brief recap of uh week 13 chef's going to talk about the eagles they won in dominating fashion over the tennessee titans uh what was it 35 10 i think the final was was uh, and then our second segment, uh, we're going to be doing, I don't know what the name of it would be called, but is out. this, what is it? Who's out? Who's out? Who, who's who's out? done? Who's done? Okay. I don't know. Who's... Either one. We'll see what happens. Yeah, we will see what happens. We're going to be talking about the teams that are, uh, just on the outside looking in of the playoff picture as it stands currently. And if we are you know, officially, actually unofficially, excuse me, ruling them out of playoff contention in, in our minds. They're mathematically still alive in the playoff hunt, but we are going to deem them uh, out if we, if we so uh, please. Then we'll be ending with our picks as normal. Uh, I am 0 for 2 right now. And I potentially could be 0-3, depending on how this game goes tonight. Uh, the under in the uh, in the Monday night game. But nonetheless, per usual, Shref, take us away. I'm sure you had a very good Sunday. Uh, and there was no, really no nerves. I don't think it was any, it was not in question to any moment that I noticed. Yeah. Uh, what's up, boys? Pleasure to see you. Um, so. Hello. Word, yeah. So word of the day today. Statement. Statement is the word of the day. Um, so if you would have told me before this game started that I was going to see like eight minutes of Gardner Minshew, I would have told you you were crazy. Absolutely crazy. Um, but that was exactly what happened. This was a beatdown in every sense of the word. Um, and you know, w- with the way the last couple weeks have gone for the Eagles, you had the Washington loss and then you had 
uh, very close to a loss against the Jeff Saturday-led Colts, and then Packers, where the offense looked good, but the defense still wasn't wasn't quite up to par. Um, so this Titans game going into it was a big opportunity, obviously, for I'd say the Eagles to kind of show that the record isn't a fluke. I feel like a lot of these top teams have been talked about with the Eagles. There's always kind of been a butt after it. Um, so I think it was a very good opportunity to kind of close the door on some of those things. Um, and they did that and and then some. Um, obviously, got to start with Jalen Hurts. Um, one of, if not his best passing game that I've that I've seen over his career. Uh, Numbers-wise, you could definitely argue it. Uh, 29 of 39, 380 yards, three touchdowns. Really didn't use him as a runner at all. And uh, I said last week that they did, he didn't throw the ball much and they really didn't need him to. This week, he didn't run the ball much and they really didn't need him to. The passing game was working all day. Made some awesome throws, deep balls. Uh, there was two specific ones over the seam. To uh, one was the Jack Stoll, and one was to uh, Calcaterra. I think that's how you say his last name, Grant Calcaterra. Um, just two like twenty, twenty-five yard, like kind of like right over the top of the of the linebackers, just right over the seam, just picture perfect. So he he was on pretty much all day. Just had complete control of the offense. Um, I'll mention it now. We'll get it out of the way. The one the one weird thing was the was the false start penalties. Um, I don't know if you guys, I'm assuming you guys weren't really watching because of the Steelers, but had like nine, I think, false starts. Um, didn't really happen much in the second half, but it was like the entire first half, like they legitimately couldn't go like three plays without without a false start happening. It was a different guy every time. I think Mylotta did it like twice. I think Dickerson did it once. Kelsey definitely did it once or twice. Lane did it, I think, the first play of the game. Like it, that was weird. Sirianni took the blame for it. I'm hoping that was just like a one-off thing because that that really hasn't been a problem for them this year um their, their problem has been more of like the down the field stuff and holding but false starts haven't really been a thing so i'm hoping that they get that cleaned up but it's obviously just nitpicking at this point considering how the game went um i would be remiss not to talk about uh mr aj brown um i think the titans probably should have paid him more money i think um, I, I can't confirm that, but that's that's how I feel about it. Uh, you can tell, like, it was pretty obvious. Like, I always hate, like, like the cliche, like, oh, it's just another game. Like, we're just going to go in and do our thing. Like, you could tell A.J. Brown had this game circled on the calendar. And the good thing about him is you could tell he definitely didn't, like, try to play outside of himself. He did what he does best. Um, eight catches, 119 yards, two touchdowns. I don't know if you guys want to talk about the the one touchdown with the uh, when he just kind of <laughs> just kind of ran over Christian Fulton. Um, the one argument I'll make to it, I, I, I'm not going to sit like, I, I tried to argue it, but that was more biased. I'm not going to sit here and say that, uh, that, you know, shouldn't have been called maybe offensive pass interference or whatever. But the one argument I'll make is that he, he ran the out route, Fulton bit on it. He turned up the field for the double, uh, for the double move and Fulton ran into him. So I, I guess from the rest perspective, that was just kind of a bang, bang play. And that's what they saw. Um, Christian Fulton did injure his groin on that same play, which I'm assuming would be from A.J. Brown making the double move, not from him running into him, but I could be wrong. Um, but I don't know what you guys thought on that, but you can, if you want to chime in real quick, just let me know. It um, probably should have been called, I think. Was it, it was beyond five, I believe? Wasn't it like oh, yeah, 10 it was, it was probably, yeah. it, was, it was probably like seven or eight yards down the field at that okay. point. So maybe 10. Yeah, my, my, my immediate reaction uh was offensive pass interference um i do think that aj brown didn't necessarily have any other choice no, like he kind he, of he was just, uh he was standing right in front of him when he made the move just the way it was 
Right. So I don't really think. Well, I don't think was, they called it. They called defensive pass interference. Yeah, they called it no, defensive. They called... In, oh. Yeah, they called it defensive because in their eyes, I, I'm assuming they they feel like Fulton impeded Brown's ability to run his route, which I guess in that case would be. Considered. Isn't like that's what you're supposed to do <laughs> as yeah, a defender. It, it, to, like, it was a weird. It was a weird no call. The, the, the good thing about that was the play before that, uh, AJ Brown was within like a toe of making like one of the coolest catches of all time. So it, yeah. it really didn't affect it too much. And then he also caught a second one, which like pretty much caught it like through the cornerbacks. Right. Like, yeah. So, that was fun. Um, but yeah, he was amazing. I'm not going to – he was just he's, – he's really good. I'm very glad that they made that trade. It seems to be working out quite well. Um, also, shout out to Devontae Smith. He is quickly becoming one of the better route runners in the league. Um, seemed like he was wide open pretty much every time. Uh, nice touchdown catch uh, in the first quarter. Um, yeah, he's, he's a perfect complement receiver for Brown. Um, yeah, defensive side. Uh, run defense showed up. They were there. They said, yeah. They said, oh. Um, about Henry, 87 yards, I think I saw. I believe so. Derrick Henry specifically, 11 carries, 30 yards. Um, he he's a guy we can get into maybe later at some point. I don't know. He his last couple of games have been odd, um, but right. either way, they completely shut him down. Nothing. Uh, pass rush uh, has been elite. Um, Josh Sweat, Hassan Raddick are, have been a very formidable edge duo. Um, Javon Hargrave, I I thanked you guys on Sunday for uh, for allowing him to come to our team. He is playing at like an All Pro level, um, like complete, just like All Pro. I, I think he's the leading vote getter for D tackles uh, in the NFC for the Pro Bowl. So he he's been unreal. Um, and then Fletcher Cox is showing up. I think I believe two sacks in the last two weeks. I was uh, I was getting upset at him early. It looked like his age was starting to show, but he's I don't know. He's he's picked it up. So good for him. Um. Yeah, the defense, there's not much else to say about them. They were just, they swarmed the ball the entire game. Ryan Tannehill never really got comfortable. Um, and final shout out, uh, Nicobe Dean. Um, yeah. Because of uh, Kaiser White got hurt for a little. And then also just because of backups coming in, Nicobe Dean played one quarter. And in one quarter, he had six tackles, which led the team. Um, so shout out to him. That That's always, it, it was very good. I always, I was waiting for him to get some snaps, but with how good the linebackers have been, they didn't really, he didn't really have a chance. So, was glad to see him take advantage of snaps. Um, yeah, so I know this has been a little long-winded, but all in all, game went about as perfectly as you could have hoped for. I would say this offense seems to have maybe the highest floor of any team in the league just with the ability to run the ball and then hurts his passing ability. Um, and the defense just keeps making big plays. Um, so Giants game should be interesting. Giants, uh, I don't think they're top team in the league, but they clearly know how to win games and they know how to kind of bring you down to their level. So be a good test and especially now with how good dallas looks getting this one seed is actually going to be very important i would prefer for all these teams have to come through philly to beat them um so yeah so huge win enormous win uh to cap, cap off what you said about the defense guess how many players have it recorded how many eagles players recorded a tackle in this game oh boy i would say you, you, it could be like it might be like 15 Something like yeah, that. Yeah, I was gonna get I was gonna guess around fifteen or sixteen. Twenty-two. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's yeah, like well, two units, two whole defensive units, everyone gets a tackle. True, because they did bring in like the entire backup unit on it for the last yeah. the game. So I guess that was, makes maybe, sense. Was there a turnover and like someone on offense? I haven't looked at these names. Hold on. I don't think so. I don't know. But yeah, that that's crazy. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So yeah, it was just it was a complete team. Performance. I was. It was very. Oh, you, actually, before I before I forget, I was. Uh, I was critical of the special teams. I think 
I mean, defensively on special teams, they they shut them down. But then even on punt return, Britton Covey, who I have been not a fan of this entire year, I think had like three, like three, like 25, 30 yard punt returns. So they were flipping the field all day too. So it was just every facet of the game, they were dominant. Yeah, I did. I did see that he did have some juice uh, on on some on some returns. He definitely mm-hmm. made a little bit of an impact, which is nice to see. Um, yeah, I, I I think that the Eagles they're they're showing their dominance because they can win. They have won you know, over the course of the month, this past month or so, in many different ways. Uh, mm-hmm. They want to very like how you said. I think you've touched on it definitely in the past couple of weeks as well, uh, a, a ground and pound defensive game, low scoring and really ugly against the Colts uh, shootout. And then they went in a blowout. Like they're winning all in all different kinds of ways. The Eagles didn't even run from that many yards either. This game, right? Like barely any at all. The box like clip, I think Miles, Miles, Miles Sanders had, um, wait, here, hold on. Oh, Sanders, yeah, they rushed for 67 yards. So, like, 20, 20 total carries? Yeah. So, I mean, they, they really did not need to at all. No. But they can, like, I, I, we saw from uh, the Green Bay game, they ran for a billion yards. So, they really can do it in many different ways, which is a very good sign. That's, that's um, why I said, like, I think, they, I think they have the highest floor of any offense in the league where, like, even at their worst, like, you know that they're probably still going to be able to get a little bit of a run game going. And when you have A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith, like, it, it, it's, it's going to be tough for them to get, like, completely shut, shut down in a game, I feel like. Right. Yeah, I was going uh, to guess, like, 18 when Jack said that, asked us <laughs> that question, how many players, but I'm like, that's got to be way too high. Yeah, <laughs> but it ended up not being enough. So that's yeah. funny. Yeah, it's a good win. Uh, yeah, as Shreff said, the Eagles uh, head to New Jersey to take on the Giants uh, this week, and um, yeah, we'll see a road division game, first game against New York this year. So um, certainly won't be an easy one. But they're uh, a weird game. team. They're a weird yeah, team. for sure. All right, it's time for who's out. We're gonna go through. Uh, each AFC and NFC, we're going to go through the, the teams that are currently sitting 8th through 15th because the uh, Titans and the Bears are eliminated from the playoffs and they are the 16th seed in each conference uh, right now. Uh, but we're going to go through each, uh, as I said, down the list. Um, we're going to kind of say whether we think they are uh, you know, still in the hunt or are we officially deeming them out? And a brief reason why. So we have a lot of teams to get to, so we won't spend, hopefully we won't spend a ton of time on each one. Uh, but without further ado, let's start with the uh, AFC. And the eight seed currently is the New England Patriots. They sit at six and six. Uh, we'll, go around the, we'll go around the table here and uh, we'll, we'll say yes or no, and then we can uh, briefly explain why. Um, but I will start, and they are, they are not, out there so i'm gonna say no they are not out no i'm gonna say i'm gonna say no too but i don't like them very much okay. me neither but it's a it's a begrudging no right yeah no i mean the the one note that i had written down uh here for them is that you know the division is very hard they're currently in last place in their division 
And schematically, as we saw on Thursday night football with Matt Patricia calling the plays and, you know, I, I'm not going to trash Mac Jones because he did, ha- he has had a good stretch of two or three games here. Um, so I don't want to say he's a huge problem, huge liability as it stands. Um, but schematically they are flawed and they, they have limitations with all that being said, they're only one game out. So you, you just, you know, by definition of this, like there's just, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. There's their ceiling is not very high. If they do get into the playoffs, I mean, I think they're going to be a one and done team, but I'm not, yeah, I'm not going to write them off yet in terms of making it. Uh, they, so they have beaten the jets twice already, who is the current seven seed and they're the eight. And they're one game behind them record-wise. But the Patriots have to end the year with the Bengals, Dolphins, Bills. So it doesn't get much harder than that. Oof. Yeah, that is very difficult. I think, uh, the Patriots haven't beaten Tua yet, if I'm not mistaken. Correct. Interesting. Mm. All right, so the Patriots are still in as it stands today. I, I also want to say, we, um, if I remember correctly, when we, when we did our preseason, the one thing we talked about with them is that like roster just like isn't really good enough. I think that you're like, like we said, like the, the offensive scheme is certainly a problem as well. Um, but I also think that like they, I think they're just overmatched. And I, I think you're going to see it maybe down the line here with these better, these really good teams. Like, I think they're just overmatched now. Like as good as, as good of a coach as Belichick has always been. Like I, I just think roster wise, they just don't, just don't have it. Exactly. That's what I said preseason that, um, their roster is like, like maybe a bottom, bottom five, five but, yeah. but Belichick is going to coach them to be around 500. That's exactly what they are. And they're not, I don't th- see them being able to keep up with those three opponents in weeks, uh, what, 16 through 18. Next week, the next two weeks, they'll have the Cardinals on the road to the Cardinals and then hosting the Raiders. So that could be two wins there. They'd be sitting at eight and six, but it would not be surprised they finish eight and nine. Raiders are turning around. They are. That could be a, a frisky game. A McDaniels versus Belichick affair. Mm. Yeah, that uh that game just got flexed at Sunday Night Football uh today. Right. Next team we have here is the Los Angeles Chargers. Uh they are currently sitting at the ninth seed and they are also six and six. Uh let's start with Sheref. Are the Chargers uh out? Chargers are not out. And I would say that they are they're less out than than the Patriots were in my head. I agree. And it's easy to say that because the roster is vastly different. It's like the opposite. Like it's bad coach, good roster. Like, we can talk about it. Yeah. Um, but not just because of that. Like again to bring up the schedule thing, like they got the Dolphins next week. Is that a Sunday night? Yeah, it is Sunday night. I think that's what got flexed, yeah. Right. And then they have the Titans hosting the Titans, which could should be a winnable game. I mean, the Titans aren't bad, that bad, but um, Chargers, I could see them potentially winning that. Then they've got the Colts, Rams, Broncos to finish the season. So yeah. just matchup-wise, like, if Staley misses the playoffs, he's got to be gone, I yeah, think. That, that, that's the big issue. He, he's not... The Chargers, I, I feel bad for him, man. Like they, they have the roster, and it, I just, it seems like he's just. I was really excited about him last year, but it seems like he's just not. He can't figure it out. Right. Yeah. So uh, I didn't officially answer, but yes, I, I obviously I concur with you guys. They are not out. 
Uh, Jack took the words out of my mouth. They were definitely three very winnable games at the end of the year um, there. And I just also want to make sure we're, we're accurate here. Shref, the game that got flexed out this week was the Chiefs and Broncos. Uh, that was supposed to be the Sunday night game, and then the Chargers okay. Dolphins got flexed this week. The one that's supposed to be last week, or sorry, week 15, uh, next week, uh, was supposed to be Patriots Raiders, and then they changed it to Giants and Commanders. Got it. So there, there we have it there. Um, yeah, so the Chargers are definitely still in this thing. This one is definitely going to be more interesting for sure. Uh, I'm, I'm intrigued to hear what your guys' answer will be, but we have the current 10 seed in the AFC, the Las Vegas Raiders, who are 5-7. and seven. Jack, are they in or are they out? Um, I'm just pulling up their schedule just to check. You... I'm not going to put them out. I'm going to say they're still in. I agree. Somehow. Yeah. I think they're still. I, I think they're still in, and I'm, like this could be like I know based on records, it's it's tough, but like in terms of confidence in them making the playoffs, I think I'm more confident in the Raiders than I am the Patriots. Honestly, maybe I I could see that just because the Raiders, I mean, it's a different coaching regime. So like I used to just blame, not blame it. I used to credit to Gruden, um, that he would just like have this this roster is not good, but has them scrapping towards the playoffs, if not in the playoffs. Pasaccio last year, um. Maybe it's just a thing with the organization. It's not the coach. Uh, like yeah. we saw how bad they are. We've been saying how bad they are all season. Uh, but they put together three straight wins the past three weeks the after offense. losing Jeff Saturday. Offense looked awesome too. Right, and we mentioned they play the Patriots in two weeks. That's a key matchup. Hmm. Um, uh, because they play the Rams this week on Thursday. Jesus. Thursday Night Football, it's Raiders <laughs> at Rams. Al Michaels, um, man. Al Michaels has gotten a real raw deal out of this. <laughs> yeah. Um, they should win that game, I guess, uh, even though they're traveling to L.A. And then they'll put them at 6-7, and seven, playing the Patriots. And then they got the Steelers, who are trending upward, uh, but still winnable game in Pittsburgh, Christmas Eve, yikes. And then Niners... Hosting the Niners and then hosting the Chiefs, who could be resting people in Week 18. So there's a path. It's somehow a path. <laughs> like, so they were one. They were two and seven, I think. They were two and seven after the uh, yeah. the Colts loss. Yes, yeah. they lost the Jaguars. Jeez, then the Colts. Yeah. So they're not done, but they're hanging on by a thread. Like if they yeah. lose this week, they're done. Yeah, I. I have them in as well, uh, or still alive. Live, yes. And, you know, the reason being, I, th- I really do think, and it's going to be interesting with a couple of these teams we talk about here that have San Francisco on their schedule upcoming, is I don't know how they're going to look with, with Purdy. Different team now. It's a much That's true. Exactly. That's a good so point. If, if they still had Garoppolo, I mean, I may have been more inclined to say that they're out, but that certain that, that all of a sudden changes to a game that potentially – could be gettable for the for the for Las Vegas. So that's it. That's definitely something that changed this weekend uh, with Garoppolo breaking his foot. He's ruled out for the season. Uh, and I just want to touch on one quick point before we move on to the next team is what Jack said of how it's maybe an organizational thing of how the Raiders kind of rally towards the end of the year and make a push towards the playoffs. I think that could definitely be a Derek Carr thing of how he definitely keeps the the team galvanized. And yeah. even when things are 
looking very, very south, like they were about three or four weeks ago for the Raiders. And uh, he seems like a guy that doesn't doesn't lose lose faith until it's like completely over with the season. You know what I mean? So, yep. and you know, we, we everyone said it all along that the Raiders have talent. So you're finally not, seeing it. Thank God. That's not. That's not like. You know, you can't say like, oh, I mean, he would never say this, but say, like, just think, we don't have the personnel to get this done. They do have the personnel to be com- be a competitive football team. So. Uh, yeah and uh, it does remind me that Darren Weller could return the season like he was placed on IR but not season ending IR I don't know the timeline exactly but maybe if he's healthy enough you know like Steelers like the last three weeks of the season like that could make a difference yeah Renfro as well yeah and also um, the defensive side uh, Max Crosby's been like a late addition to like defensive player of the year uh, candidacy he's been he's been unreal yeah. yeah i think he was my dark horse defense player of the year at the end of the year i'm sorry he, beginning yeah. of the season yeah you might have said that he's he's been very good and then chandler i think chandler jones had two sacks too like the it seems like that that whole team's starting to figure it out and then josh jacobs has also been like on another planet absolutely yeah next team we have here are is the cleveland browns uh i will start i am ruling them out yeah big time me too. Time out. All right, so we're we're four for four on the same page so far. Um, I'll briefly say my reasoning first. As we predicted, Watson did not look very good at all. He looked very shaky. Uh, he was twelve of twenty-two, one hundred thirty-one yards, no touchdowns, an interception, and a quarterback rating of twenty-eight. Uh, and they won the game. They had no offensive touchdowns. Just what was it? Twenty-seven fourteen. 27-14, there was, there was one, one, there was one, one total offensive touchdown. touchdown. Scored. Yeah. It was the Texans with like three minutes left in the game. Nico Collins. Uh, yeah, to Nico Collins, which is, is really crazy to think about. Yeah. Uh, and obviously, you know, clearly it did. It, it, it was fine when you play the Texans, who are the worst team in the league. But that's not going to cut it because if you look at their schedule, as we've been doing so far, Baltimore, Cincinnati, Tampa Bay, Buffalo, and Pittsburgh, those are pretty five – formidable teams all right i'm not i mean i don't want to include us in a formidable team yet but our defense is is better than our offense you can formidable say defenses for sure and we're the arguably the worst defense out of out of those five teams so that's uh the outfit the offensive output that they put together is not going to cut it with those five those games and i mean for them to have a chance they're going to have to probably win out so and that's just i don't see that happening so with Watson's rust, uh, as we've kind of said, it's. Uh, I just think they're they're going to have to look towards next year. And I think the other the other thing that I don't like, we shouldn't forget too is like they played Houston, so like the defense looked pretty good. Like their defense most of the year has been like very bad, like not good at all. So right, like assuming that this was just uh we're playing the Texans, so we we look good game. Like if their defense continues what it was. Plus, with the way Deshaun looked, like that's not good. Yeah, exactly what I wanted to say. The defense just showed up out of nowhere, and it probably could have been because they're playing Houston. Um, yeah, all these opponents they got to face are tough ones, uh, excluding the Saints. But the Saints could still be playing for something on mm-hmm. December twenty fourth. Commanders look good. I mean, the Steelers last week of the season. That's just 
going off the history of these teams, that's just a game the Steelers like always win. I know it's like everything so much different now, but it is still tough for me to envision the Browns win at Pittsburgh in week eight, the last week of the season. So I'm comfortable saying they are done. All right. Speak of the devil, our Pittsburgh Steelers sitting at five and six have won three of our last four. Are the Pittsburgh Steelers done? We will let Shreff have the first word um, here. I don't like this. It's really pigeonholed me. Um, well, you were going to have to answer, if not now, in the next 20 seconds anyway. So I was going to have to, but I, but I wanted to hear what you guys said first. Um, I'm going to say they I think they still have a chance. They, they, they've been hot. Been finding ways to win. Like they, it, it seems like they've, it seems like they've maybe found their identity a little bit. So alive or out? I'm gonna say alive. I'm gonna say alive. I, I think they're less alive than like, a, than like a Chargers, but I think they're, they're probably more. I, I think they're more alive than the Patriots. There you go. Really? Uh, but before Jack and I give our answer, you say their schedule. I don't, I don't know their schedule. Tell me their schedule. I'll give it to you. I have it up. So hosting the Ravens this week. Probably without Lamar. Uh, at Carolina, hosting the Raiders. At Baltimore, hosting the Browns. Oh, dude, they're so alive. They're so alive. And, yeah, like... <laughs> they're so alive. Oh, no. So, so I'll, I'll spoil it here. I'll, I'll jump in. We are still alive. Yeah, you are. Uh, if you think about it, are we going to be underdogs in any of those games? I'd... We're, not under, we're three-point favorites in this week. Second are we, I was thinking about that. Game. I haven't looked at the line yet. I was thinking what we'd be. I thought, yeah, that, that kind of makes sense games. since Lamar's not, not going to play. Second I would imagine if Lamar's healthy for yeah. January 1st at Baltimore, we'll be underdogs then. 100%. Oh, the, but the, that the, might the, be the it. Look ahead, the look-ahead look line for this game before, before was Ravens minus four. And then without it, Lamar, it got to Steelers minus three. Lamar swings a touchdown? Uh, seven points more yeah, than touchdown. Does. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. You saw what they looked like with Huntley in there. I mean, they they, they haven't been their offense hasn't been good this year, but like, yeah, yeah, he he's their entire offense. But I, I was I was legitimately thinking about it. Like we, I really don't think maybe at at the Ravens with a healthy Lamar, we'll, we'll be underdogs probably. But other than that, we're gonna be favored probably games, every game. The Raiders game can end up being like a pick 'em depending on these next couple weeks go. Yeah, but it's just. That schedule right. is very doable. I think you could oh, say the Steelers yeah. and Raiders are even, but the Steelers are home, so theoretically we would be favored, I'd say, as of now, right now. But right, it could change in a couple weeks. That's by far the easiest schedule that, that's been listed out of the team so far. Um, I'm going to give my... I'll play devil's advocate and say no. Hmm. We are or saying we yes, we are out, however you want to phrase it. Um, so the schedule we talked about is favorable and we're heating up and we've been we've said it several times that if we had healthy tj watt uh because he missed what seven games i think yeah and we went one and six in that stretch like we would have two more wins if he's healthy and that puts us at what would that be for seven to five so that would put us probably in the playoff picture currently uh and now we have tj watt back however i he is still banged up. I mean, not necessarily from his pec injury, but uh, 
he's been dealing with other injuries like ribs and he left with a he had some like knee issue he had some knee issue like during his uh stint being out with the peck uh like he had like small surgery to clean out some stuff so he's still getting off of that and then also he was on an injury report this week and was questionable with some rib injury and he just was playing beat up and you could tell so like He's not fully healthy, so I'm not even saying like he's fully back, so that could be a reason to be less bullish on the Steelers. But Mike Tomlin got some magic. Like I it's always like it's I don't think it's just me who thinks this or Steelers fans, but just like when Mike Tomlin's back is against the wall, he just finds a way to win games. And that's the opposite when like I feel like he kind of let we let our guard down when in games we really should win. So his back is really against the wall, and I thought this would be finally be the year. Like, all right, there's so much going on. Like, there's not even Tomlin or like can fix this. Like, back is through the wall. Like, it's not we're done. But I mean, it, it looks like it's it's kind of showing the the trend of Mike Tomlin steal, Steelers. So, but for Devils Advocate, I'm saying we're out. Last thing I'll say before we move on to the next team is. As we, I think we've said it last week and every week since, but Kenny, another turnover free week, uh, hasn't turned the ball over since the Eagles game in week eight. That's, that's very Kenny. Yeah, very, very solid. I mean, he's not throwing for high volume of yardage. Probably averages like what? Since post bye week, I bet he averages like 210 passing yards, 215 passing yards a game, if yeah. that. Um, but yeah, yeah, not turning the ball over, which is incredibly, incredibly key. So thanks, Kenny, for your service. All right. Um, I assume we won't have to have that much discussion with these next couple teams here in the AFC, but I hope not. The Indianapolis Colts, are they still alive? No. (laughs) The Jeff Saturday, the whole Jeff Saturday shtick has worn off and it's only been three weeks. (laughs) Yeah. um, (laughs) They, they jinxed the Colts, the, I, I was listening to the pregame and they were saying like how all oh, the Colts, I mean, they're one and two, but they really could be three and oh, because all, all their three losses were kind of close. I mean, they lost by one to the Eagles and they had a lead in the fourth quarter versus the Steelers. And then, I mean, the first three quarters, first two and a half quarters were kind of close, but then the Cowboys scored like 33 points in the fourth quarter. Yeah. That, that was, was wild. They, so uh, the Colts are really bad on both sides of the ball. And they really don't have a direction as of right now. And this season is a total waste. And they they desperately need, like, they just need to figure out the quarterback position. It's been a complete mess since Andrew Luck retired. Do you think they do another stop get quarterback, or do you think they finally draft? It, they gotta finally draft, right? You gotta draft, or you gotta, or you gotta like decide that you're going after our our baby boy next year. Like, I like you. Whatever the decision is, it has to be a stern decision like you can't like this whole limbo of debating on if they want to go with a young guy like they like you put ellinger in for two weeks and then decide that it's ryan again like it they've handled it so poorly and like that's like that that part of it isn't a jeff saturday problem but then you obviously compound that by bringing in a guy who hasn't had experience and like get it it's like a culture hire and you're trying to kind of switch how things are looked at there but the short term it's not going to be fun whatsoever yeah, if I if I do have to say one thing in defense of the Colts, uh, which I will reluctantly do, 
But I don't, again, I don't have any numbers. I'm not looking at anything here, but just off my memory, it seems, I feel like they haven't been bad enough to get a, like a, one of these top quarterbacks. Yeah, they're, always, they're always right in that weird spot. And that's, and that's the issue with why, like when they keep going to these stopgap quarterbacks, like at some point you got to bite the bullet and like give up some stuff to go get a guy. Like you can't, can't keep relying on every other part of your team when the most important right. position is failing you year after year. So maybe perhaps, you know, we see it, it. I don't know. I don't know how exactly the standings will quite shake out. I don't, they do have four wins. They do play the Texans still. So they'll probably finish with like five or six wins. And that's not going to be good enough probably to get either Stroud or young. Um, and who knows if Richardson's stock is going to rise, come draft and he'll be higher than where they have to pick. However, we see a couple teams, you know, most notably the Bears, who are probably going to finish top three or so, and they do have their quarterback. You know, maybe they will trade up and they'll be aggressive. I don't know. Who knows? But it's just it'll we'll get we'll get into all that January through April. So we we're getting ahead of ourselves here. But yes, Colts are out. Um, that one's pretty obvious. Next one, uh, coming off a fantastic win against the Ravens, the Jags just lay a complete egg against the Lions, and they drop to four and eight. Are the Jags alive? Oh, I thought maybe last week I was like, hold on a minute. No, no, they're not. Nope. Yeah, I mean, like, if they yeah. if they would have won this week, you would definitely say they have a pulse. But this just this just put the nail in the coffin. Like the, the season's got it's over at this point. Yeah, and it's you. Got, it's got to be the defense that is the issue. Like, I'm looking back. Like the the Jaguars let up 40 points against the Lions, 27, 27, 20, 21 to the Broncos, 23 and, and the to the Giants. The Bronco, 21 for the Broncos is like 34 for any other team. So yeah, 23 to the Giants, and then 34 to the Colts. Yikes. And then proud of that, they were solid, I'd say. Um, yeah, like the defense is just, there's so many deficiencies on the defense side of the ball. The offense has been looking good. Trevor Lawrence has just looked good in the past, what, four, five weeks. Um, Ridley's going to help next year, but they got a draft defense, in my opinion. With their, with their, I, they only have, yeah, I mean, they have their own picks. So uh, they got to dr- get some more talent and they have money to spend too. So uh, free agency, they should just load up on defense. Cause like it's, it's going to be hard for them to win games with uh, even with Trevor Lawrence, like blossoming into their franchise quarterback. Exactly. Well said last and certainly least we have the Denver Broncos. How are they not actually eliminated? <laughs> oh man, I don't know. Oh, I, I would love to see that path of how they can make the playoffs. I don't. I don't want to look at it. I don't like even if they, they win, the team disgusts me. Who do they play this week? They play the Chiefs. So there you go. Team is great. yeah. So even if they even if they uh, did win this week, I bet they'd still be out. Like something else would happen that they would have to be out. Yeah, they, uh, oh, man. Teams Again, they, they, they scored nine points this week. Nine. Nine points. Somehow, it got worse than what it actually was. It, it Shreff, took worse. The, Shreff took the under. 
We'll get to it when we, when we recap the picks. Treff took the under at 38. If he would have altered that under to half of it, In half. he would have pushed. <laughs> the bet would have pushed. so bad. Nathaniel Hackett is, is so bad. He's so bad. <laughs> Why is he so bad? They gonna, no, they'll just let him finish out the season, I guess. Yeah, they're gonna. I mean, yeah. I mean, if they if they were gonna make a move, it would have already happened. This is. I mean, it it is. It's it's unbelievable. And like, right. I I really I wanna I would love to do like a sit down interview with like the Broncos defense and like have it like off the record and just let them talk about how they really feel because obviously like they can't talk about it too much, but like they have to be like the most miserable humans on planet Earth. <laughs> yeah they it, are so good and they, and they're playing for a team that just like their offense just doesn't score points every single week like without fail yeah yeah that is brutal yeah yeah we spent one minute or however long we spent, spent talking about them way too long uh all right Eight seed in the NFC. We got the Washington Commanders, fresh off their tie against the Giants. Uh, are the Commanders out? I would assume we all say no. I say no. They are. They're alive, and I think they. I think they could win a playoff game. Yeah, yes. they've been. They've been really hot the past. I mean, weren't they? Uh... They were one and four. Right, one and four. So yeah, they've. They're uh, six, one and one. It's uh, like I hate to like harp on it with this guy, but I'm I'm gonna have to like, especially with how good the rest of this team is. All you need is a quarterback who is 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 safe with the ball, makes the right decisions, and can like complete a pass when you need him to. Carson Wentz was clearly not that person. That he's never been that person. He was that person for a year, but like he he's never the he's never been the not make a stupid play guy. <laughs> Um, and Heineke is exactly that. So he he was exactly what the team needed because the rest of that the rest of that the rest of that team is like very good. Are they also doing it without Chase Young still? Didn't he? He didn't. I believe he didn't come back this week. Even there were reports he may. So that's like they four weeks. They've been too. saying that he's back and then he's not. But yeah, he, he's still not back. So yeah, they've been doing. I assume this he's back next week or in the near future. Like that's yeah. another big boost to a team that's really trending upward. Yeah, they're very good. Uh, the ninth seed currently in the NFC, we have the Detroit Lions sitting at five and seven, winners of four of their last five. Are the Detroit Lions alive? Um, um, it's a tough one. Mitchell, you go first. They are still alive. Do you guys I want to agree with you. Do you guys know that the Detroit Lions are favored this week against the Minnesota Vikings? They are. Wow. Well. They are, what? Which I, which I think will be changing during the week. But yeah, they are favored. Is it like by one? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I mean, that's... Guys, their schedule... But there's, Yeah, I'll, you, you can say their schedule because I just want to say it. They have this week at home against the Vikings, which they are... They are currently favored. Weird, but okay. Then they have the Jets. I mean, the Jets are a good team. They're a solid team. 
but good defense. But they're beatable. The Lions it, it can beat them. Beatable. Exactly. Then they have the Panthers. Then they have the Bears. Then they have the Packers. Just yeah, that. a lot of winnable games. It's it's very similar to the Steelers. Very similar to the Steelers, in my opinion. Uh, and we gave the Steelers the the stamp of uh, still alive. I think we have yep. to give the Lions a stamp of still alive. With that being said, it's it's. I think it's very similar. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'll give them the stamp of still alive. But there, I one the one issue with the NFC that that I think is starting that could get interesting is like I mean with how good the Commanders are playing too. Like Cowboys, Giants, Commanders all sitting there above 500 still. It's a little tough, and with with uh, Seattle still there too. So that, that that's kind of my only thing. But I, in terms of how good they've been playing, they're definitely still alive. And with their schedule, like they could certainly continue their run. And at that point, who knows? Yeah, it's a favorable schedule, but a team like they'd have to jump Commander Seahawks Giants, and they don't play any of them. So that kind of works against their favor. Yeah. They did beat the Commanders. Did. It did. Oh, right in the uh, the twenty sixteen draft one yeah. versus two game in like yes, week two. Or three. <laughs> okay. Everyone remembers that historic game. <laughs> right. Okay. So that, that's that's a good point. And but I mean, the, the, the commanders currently the commanders, commanders do have the Giants and the Cowboys still, and the Forty ers I know they have Purdy now at quarterback the rest of the way, but I don't know. That still leaves them out. Even they jump the commanders currently, but yeah, well, I'm saying they're alive. Okay, definitely still alive. Definitely still alive. I like it. That's what I like to hear. I think maybe my Lions playoff prediction. I'm just holding on hope that maybe it can still come true. Hanging around. I could see them going nine and eight because they have to go four and one the rest of the way. Yeah, and that like might get them in, might not. So it's alive. Let's see, the, this next stretch of games will be a true test on if it's a new version of the Lions or if we're getting the same old Lions again. The 10th seed currently in NFC, the Green Bay Packers. No! Defense, that defense is stinky. Yeah, I have, um, I have them. They are out, in my opinion. Uh, I mean, they also have a couple of games where it's definitely winnable. I think they have, they still haven't had their bides this week. They only yeah. have four games left, but, and they are winnable. I mean, I mean, I don't know. They got the Dolphins and Vikings, which is tough, but they have the Lions and they have the Rams. Um, so if they won three out of those four, it wouldn't like shock me necessarily. But again, that's not going to be enough. This team just has too many holes at this point. Um, and it looks like they're going to, you know, finish around seven or eight wins, and they just gotta look to reload for next year. So, if they won three out of the next four, that would shock me, definitely. And even and if they did that, a shocking result, in my opinion, they'd be eight and nine, and that's not gonna make the playoffs. No, it's not. That's not gonna get them the wild card in the NFC or in either conference. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. It's kind of the Lions' problem that I'm having is that like it, it with the record they're at compared to the other teams, it feels like they might have to like basically almost run the table. I yeah. can see, I can see the Lions going five and the rest of the way more. Good. I think that's more likely than the Packers going three and one. I agree with that. I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah, certainly. Um, 
is the next cup. The next three are going to be really interesting. But uh, the Atlanta Falcons are they are they still alive? These next three are going to be. I don't even know how I'm going to talk about these three teams. Uh, yeah, the Falcons are still alive. Right. They are alive because of their division. They, they, they I don't. They know shot the wild card. Do we have to say that all three of these teams are alive still? I guess. <laughs> yeah, no, we do. We don't, so upset I mean, we don't have to. No, you're right. We don't have to. Yeah, we don't have to. Okay. I'm uh, saying yes for the Falcons. I'm saying yes as well. They are still alive. Uh, it doesn't feel like it. Um, they're so like they're just so they can't throw the ball whatsoever, and they're just so and like I don't know. They're just they're just not a good team. It's the same Falcons team as it's been for what feels like a little bit. Like it just you lose these games where you're like, how is it possible? And then all of a sudden you look back a week later and they're like the team pretty handed like oh wait the falcons might be back they're never back uh yes. I say they're, they're still alive because of that they run the ball very well they can't throw they can run the ball um and their upcoming opponents like there's no games where they can't win it because uh well i guess they play the falcons in sorry they are the falcons they play the ravens in Three weeks, so Lamar will be back. But that is a that is no, out I can of the see them winning that game. Like, I, like I don't know. They're such a weird team. It's at Baltimore. <laughs> I don't like like like. I feel like for the Falcons, like looking at the schedule does nothing to help me understand. How That's also play. true. They are so weird. That is a good point. It just they uh, let's say they lose the Falcons. They have three very winnable games. They got the Saints next in two weeks. They got to buy this week. Then Ravens on Christmas Eve at Baltimore. Then they're hosting the Cardinals. Then they're hosting the Bucks. So those two divisional games that they have, Saints and Bucks, are key games. If they win both, like they're probably the favorite to come out of the South. Can we see a uh, flex to Sunday Night Football Bucks Falcons for the division? Oh my god! <laughs> I mean, I was gonna as as an Eagles fan, I would love to see them in the division. I think that would be. Probably better than the Bucks. I don't. I don't even know about the. I don't know about any of these teams. These teams all just make me angry. Yeah, you probably don't want to see the Bucks just because like they've done it before, still but they're still not good. Know, yeah. Oh man. Uh, yeah. So that's the Falcons. We'll move on here to the Panthers. Uh, are they eliminated? I think so. Yes. That's that's one of those ones where like the Falcons, I can I can close my eyes and be like, yeah, I can see the Falcons playing a playoff game. I I I can't close my eyes with this Panthers team and be like, yeah, wild card game, here they come. Yeah, the Panthers. Again, we'll go look at the schedule. They got to travel to Seattle, then the Steelers. Yeah, like it's not even worth saying. They're gonna lose these games. They're done. They got the Lions, then. Then they'll end with two divisional games, which they could be weird with the Bucks and the Saints, but they're on the road for both of those games. So, I mean, yeah. And the team's just not good. Like, they just cut Baker Mayfield. Like, they're going to go with Sam Darnold and PJ Walker healthy. It's just. Yeah, but they said he's going to be the backup. Yeah. uh, I have them out as well. They're just not good enough. Uh, So, 
that's just you know, don't have to I don't have to say anything about uh, more about them, but yeah. Now I'm interested what you guys say here. The next team here is New Orleans Saints. Yeah, it's a tough one. They have the same record as Wait, we skipped the team. We did? Yeah, we skipped the team between the Falcons and the Panthers. Oh, did I I must have missed it as well because in my notes I didn't uh write anything down. Who did, let's see. Oh the Cardinals. I, I completely we can well, that, yeah that that may be indication of our answer for them yeah. <laughs> i'm all good on them i'm all good <laughs> did they play the, no they had a buy this week they had yeah. a buy yeah um yeah that and i didn't minimal. look at their schedule but we've kind of talked about a bunch of these teams anyway so i can kind of figure it out uh patriots broncos bucks falcons niners i mean they'll probably win two of those games but yeah, obviously six wins is not going to be anywhere near what they need to be. Uh, hopefully for Kyler's developmental sake, uh, Cliff's gone. But I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, they're yeah. not going. I was going to say any, anything else on the card. No, no, no. part of their team is consistent enough that yeah. they put anything together. It's just not going to happen. All right. This game stinks, by the way. The game yeah. we're watching? Yeah, it's really bad. Every time I look up, Brady's just chucking it down the field, it seems like. And yeah, it's just just, I don't, I, this game stinks. Yeah, hopefully. I'm hoping that uh, this is... I don't want to jinx anything, because anything can happen. Especially with, you know, with the 33 points scored in the fourth quarter by one team last on the primetime game from last week. But I would one would think that the under-41 could be uh, good to go. Considering looks, how this looks, is looks pretty good so far, I'd say three nothing in the second quarter. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thanks. Speaking of the Saints, though, are they in or are they out? I think they're out. I think they're out, and I like this is obviously like part of this is coming from a place of I would love them to be out, um, but like I just don't. Their defense has been pretty good. I'll give them that been holding offenses to pretty low amount of points but they they're off like Andy Dalton just isn't isn't the guy like I don't I don't see how because like I mean they're four and eight so like if they're if you're if you're if you're gonna win it well I guess you're four and eight but you're only a couple games behind but I just don't see how Dalton's gonna be able to put together a string of like games that are gonna win them win them a bunch like I just don't see it agreed and I would like I know people are mad that James so close not right playing. there but but like, even if they had Jameis Winston, like, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't even see Jameis Winston being their like. The, he's not signed after this year. Like, he do they even bring? They clearly don't have faith in Winston. So I guess like it's yeah. not even like once they're eliminated, they're gonna take Dalton out and put Winston in just to see what they have with them. It's so we just say that because like he's been with the Saints. Like they kind of they should know. Very weird situation going on there in the quarterback room. I guess they're gonna look to the draft one. Like it's just Wonder, weird. Like, I, they're not good. Imagine, I feel like if Sean Payton's still there, I feel like Jameis Winston would have already been playing by now. Like I, I don't know if this is a Dennis Allen thing or what this is, but like I think that's part of it too. Is like it seems like they've just been very poorly coached all year long. Yeah, agreed. So I'm having them still in. Ooh, interesting. Why? I mean, if they lose tonight, the answer is no. But <laughs> even if they even if they win tonight, Mitchell, they got to play the Eagles, and that's it though. That's the only hard game. Yeah, but I mean, we oh, were talking so down about the Falcons, schedule. but they 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 play the Falcons, and like but that's a toss up. What? 
Falcons is not an easy game. Division game. It's not an easy game. Yeah, like it, it. I would say it's an easy. Like I viewed it as an easy game for the Steelers this week, but like inter inter division, like I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't call it easy for the Saints. So that's pretty much a toss up to me. The Browns, they still got. I saw like we talked bad about the Browns, but they could be fighting for something. And maybe, I mean, we don't think so, but maybe Watson starts to knock some rust off against a bad opponent. Like, I, I just don't see it. I don't know. I'd be so upset if it like it. I'm already so upset at the Bucks because like they, the Buccaneers were handed this division on a silver platter. And like the one year that like for some reason I have to root for the, like I have to root against the Saints like this like they've been so bad and they are they still have a chance and it makes me so upset. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that'd be a big bummer because that that pick goes automatically from like five to projected like eight right now. I think it could be it, it could literally go from like six or seven to like twenty. Yeah, it's, yeah, it, they like you're right. Like I mean, the Eagles are set. So like I mean, not not set, but like. Don't need like a premier top five, like top ten guy, yeah. but it would be nice. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, I guess they're. I don't know who their number seventy is in the Saints. It's one of their tackles, offensive tackles. I've looked up for for three offensive snaps, or just I've notably seen three times on my screen so far in this game <laughs> that they swing the tackle pre-snap. I don't. I've never seen a, a team. Even, it's like it's almost as if they're motioning a tackle. Like I've I've never seen the team do that. It's just so strange. It is odd. They're having a good time. And then they have uh, Taysom Hill run the ball for two yards. <laughs> all right. Uh, last team here. We don't have to really say anything here, but the Los Angeles Rams. What a mess. What a mess. Yeah. Like, that's, another, that's like the Broncos. Like, how are they actually not eliminated for real? Officially? I, yeah. It's just it's, um, I don't know if you guys saw, there's this guy on Twitter who's like, a doctor and like he's pretty respected in terms of like he talks a lot about like NFL injuries. Whatever this spinal thing that Matt Stafford has going on, he he thinks it could be like might be like curtains for for Stafford. But like oh. if that's it for Stafford, like does Donald just follow? Like does he just follow suit and just say? Eh. I mean maybe, and then like McVeigh dips, like it's just like, and then like I mean, they still have Robinson and Cooper Cup signed though. Yeah, like we might we we might be about to see like one of the most like immediate collapses post Super Bowl of all time. Yeah, if they do they have oh yeah, they they traded for Bobby Wagner, right? Yeah. Or did they sign him? Uh I think, I think they signed him. him. I think signed. Okay. Then still trade him and get some draft picks. Like just trade anyone you can this offseason. Yeah, trade the I guess we'll just say Aaron Donald retires. Trade Cup, who's under contract. He's just extended him for however many years after the Super Bowl. Cup, Robinson got a three-year deal, so anything well, you get out of him, I guess. Maybe. Here, what, what do you think you get Robinson for? Like a, a f- seventh round pick. Alan Robinson. I was say fifth. Probably like a sixth. Yeah. Seventh. Nothing. Seven, I mean, maybe in that case, I don't know. No, they're and, gonna have to. No. Dude, what do you, what do you get for Cup? Up. Uh. They can get a late first. I think definitely. Yeah, to a contender, cut it could kind of makes like a you know like a, a team that's a wide receiver away. J. Brown garnered a a mid a, a mid round pick, so I. Cup is a lot older. So he's he is, but like I think I Cup's mean, like gonna be thirty this off season on in June, if I'm not mistaken. I don't. I shouldn't know his birth month, but I think it's in June. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, 
I think he, I think they get a first. Okay, so like I think they need to trade him. Now I'm thinking about it, and then just, like I don't know what they need to do. They need get to rid of trade Ramsey if he's not a free agent after this season, and then trade Wagner, and then maybe just keep Rob. I don't know who cares about Robinson. So like <laughs> just trade those three guys, and just start over with a new coach too. Because I'm assuming McVeigh's gone. Yeah. Wow. That'll be interesting to see. We, we should just do an episode, and we kind of did it. But like, just we just rebuild the Rams in like an episode in like feb- late February. Okay. Um. Yeah, I mean, at at least, yeah. Obviously, it's it's a nightmare, but it just it makes more sense than the Broncos. Because at least with the with the Rams, you could say that you know they they were whatever they were around five hundred like seven, eight games into the season. But then, you know, Stafford is probably, he's out for the year. So that just kind of derails your season and kind of goes from there. So it showed that their lack, their lack of depth, but I, you, you know what I mean? It makes more sense of why it's going this way. The Broncos just, this is unbelievable. Um, all right. So that's it. Those are all the teams. Sorry to part that I forgot you. Um, but I'm also not that sorry. Picks. Jack went, what'd you go? Two and one. Jack went two and one. Shref went one and two, right? Two. Yeah, Shref went one and two. Uh, I'm currently at 0 oh and two, but I could have a win here uh, with the, uh, the under oh! game. What? A big touchdown to Taysom Hill. To Taysom Hill. <laughs> Taysom Hill touchdown? Saints are gonna win Andy this Dalton game. to Taysom Hill. It was like a 30-yard touchdown pass. Wow. The Saints are going to win this game. This is, um, I've had enough. <laughs> this is... Wow. Anyway, continue, Mitchell. Uh, Shref had the Jets to cover three. They did not. Seahawks to cover I seven. Oh, sorry, Shref. The floor is yours. Seahawks did not cover seven and a half. Oh, yeah. I, like... Mm. <laughs> we 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 had an argument about it. Not an argument. We just talked about it because I said I was like I said that the I said that the Seahawks were going to get blown out, and then Jack was like, "Take it back," and I said no. And because and, and I said because they were seven and a half point favorites. Anything like even if they won that game by four, I, I was going to consider it a, a blowout by the Rams. That was that that, that was a just a not even I don't care. The, the offense was actually pretty good for Seattle. Obviously, Kenneth Walker got hurt, but defense the the. John Wolford was was out there just slinging the rock the entire game. Two two Atwell's running around out there like what what's going on? What are we doing here? What are we doing? Two two's Atwell's name suits Sits. his body. Oh yeah, he he, he he's the perfect. He looks two-two. like he's like five foot six and one hundred thirty yeah. pounds. He's the perfect two two. But yeah, it was. It Isn't was that actually? Sorry to cut you off, Mitchell. Yeah, it, I mean, you know his height and weight. Isn't that actually not far off what he is? I'll verify, but go ahead, keep going, Trev. Let's continue, Trev. I don't. I don't even. It just meat. Just meat. He's just it. Toys around with you, you know. They, the Seahawks look pretty good this year, and I was like, "Hey, you know, this this seems like a pretty good opportunity." The Rams have been arguably the worst team in football the last like five or six weeks, like besides the Texans. Like they, they have not been good whatsoever. And what do they do? They go out there and they they play around with their food the entire game, and then like they were they were in control pretty much the entire time, like the second half. But they just couldn't they couldn't get over that hump of getting getting over that that one touchdown. So they, Carroll can can screw off that's what he i do want to add my brief brief comment on this game i think there's a really good job by geno smith because i agree he played great and walker got hurt and the and wasn't really i don't i believe wasn't really going 
they weren't running the ball before he got hurt and exited the game and post injury they weren't running the ball either so they relied like almost all on the passing game did to get this win and uh they did even despite yeah. it being very bad rams team but yeah two two out well i don't know if this is his real height and weight and he's listed at five nine 165 165 yeah, feels like, even 165 feels heavy he could be like five eight one fifty. I think he. I think he might be like one fifty. He's so small. Trap, <laughs> you're bigger than him. You're, you. You probably you weigh more in your in your taller than him. I can imagine <laughs> that's I do. crazy. I'd, I'd like to think I do. He weighs one sixty five in a burka. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, uh, anyway, after yeah. the recap, Jeff, uh did get his only win though with the Broncos Ravens under, as we touched on before. <laughs> um. Jack, Steelers minus one and a half. They hit. Uh, Bills minus four. That hit with ease. Uh, however, he did have under Dolphins, Niners, uh, 46 and a half, and they got to 50. And that was, I think there was a garbage time defensive touchdown. So that's a bad beat, too. Yeah, it was, yeah. I had the Commanders minus two and a half. They tied. They did not cover. And I had the Texans plus seven, but I wasn't too confident about that. Because it was kind of more of a, a wishful thinking kind of one. Uh, with that being said, what does that bring our records to? I know I still have a game to go, but currently I sit at 18, 16, and 1. I'm doing this on the fly, by the way. Jack takes the lead over Shref uh, and is now at 16 and 20. Shref um, is. Yeah. 15 and 21. Um, well, like my last two weeks have just been just been brutal. Okay. So I forget how we do this. If we're going to do Jack gets second selection of where he wants to go. Do you He's want been to like in the third spot. So if he still wants it, it's all his. No, I'm going to take second this week. Ooh, okay. Okay, there you go. Um, all right. So my first pick here is going to be hold on one second i will be taking the cheat code uh and no yeah sorry <laughs> i'll be taking the chiefs and Broncos. that's why jack wanted the second that's pick, why i it? wanted second can i switch back to third now <laughs> nope nope you picked yeah, your I'm, spot. Taking the, I'm taking the cheat code sorry <laughs> uh Broncos are eleven and no. one to the under. That just feels surreal even saying. That doesn't even that feels like I made that up. Uh the Broncos have scored over sixteen points twice this season. Uh they're coming off a nine point performance. And we all know that the, the divisional games post week ten have a very good historical success rate. And also I think the cherry on top. If they were playing any other team besides the Chiefs, this this line would be 34. So you're getting like eight points there. I know it's the Chiefs, but the Broncos' defense is formidable. And good. just oh, good. I I I really think like that this game is gonna be like I don't know 24 to 10. Like it's gonna hit with ease. It's gonna hit by. I could alter this down. Like it's, it, I just think you're getting the Chiefs discount. Like, there's no reason there's any game that the Broncos are playing in should be in the 40s. They're just, yeah. So it, it's sorry, Jack, but yeah, it's 
until further notice. That's the, that's I'm picking that every week. So. Sorry, I'm just looking at looking at some lines here. He's thrown for a loop. It is forty three, um, right? Yeah, it is forty three and a half. Um, I uh, oh, worried. I'm gonna go same game. Chiefs minus eight and a half. Heck, the Bucks stink. Really, what happened? Oh, it was third thirteen. Didn't complete. Okay, they stink. Uh, the Chiefs are just really good. Coming off a loss, they're going to be mad. And the Broncos are really bad. And they're going to stay really bad. And I think the under will still hit. And I think it's going to be like 31 to 10. Yeah, I... Uh, you, you, if, you, if you can take any console or silver lining in, in me stealing your pick, you stole mine. So that was going to be mine as well eventually. Oh, you're going to double up. I was gonna double up, and I think that's the that marks the first time, and we're fourteen oh, weeks into the, into the season that uh, someone stole my pick. I think that's the first time. Oh. I don't hmm. know how that's happened, but it's literally crazy. But anyway, Shreff, you're up. Two picks. Um, you writing this down, Mitchell? Yes, I am. Okay. Going back to the well, boys. <laughs> I'm going back to the well. Meet, you better not fail me twice. I'm taking the Seahawks minus three and a half. I'm taking this is my next game, Shreff. I like it. I mean, it's like once again, I, I said it against the Rams. I just don't. If if Meet Carroll cannot cover three and a half points against uh, against the Panthers, I I feel like I I feel like I honestly went pretty easy on them this time around. If I come back next week and they and they don't cover this game, we're we're gonna have some real issues between between the two of us. But like. This feels like a no-brainer. I don't. The, they actually they haven't even said if Kenneth Walker's out. Like he might play. They said so. I don't, that would be helpful, obviously. But even without him, this is just a severe mismatch. Uh, and I don't know. The Seahawks' offense has been rolling pretty good, so I don't. I don't, I don't see how they don't cover this three and a half. So I'll do that first. Um, Jack, I was very nervous that you were going to take that. Um, and then I'm going to go with my total for my second pick here. I'm going to take. I just watched their offense play. Um, I'm going to take the under in the Jags-Titans game, 42.5. Um, Lawrence, even if he does play, I'm assuming is like, based on the way that injury looked, like I don't get how you can just like come back. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, like Even if he does play, I'm just kind of assuming that he's not like 100%, so that never helps. Um, Titans are all banged up now after this last week. Uh and I don't know. I think this is just. I I feel like d- division rivalry too. I feel like this is this could end up just kind of being like a defensive slugfest a little bit. Um, yeah, under forty two and a half is my other is my second pick. Okay. My pick. I am going with the line that we were baffled by: Vikings plus one and a half. Hmm. Any explanation? Um, they're just they shouldn't be underdogs against the Lions, even if it's at that Detroit. I think, hmm. and uh, that is all. Like they they just they face a tough Jets defense and they put twenty seven points, and the Lions defense is considerably worse. So, um, yeah, 
and they can now lose you- by they can lose by one, and I'd still win. Okay, I was gonna say I was asking for a clarification if it was one or one and a half. So it is one, one and a half. half. Okay. Uh, I do also want to give one stat for you, Jack, to back up your Chiefs pick because I had it written down for mine. Sure. Uh, after a loss since 2018, which when 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 Holmes took over as the starter, the Chiefs have the fifth best cover rate uh, in the league coming off of a loss. Nice. However, and they also play uh, Nathaniel Hackett. There, there you go. Cherry on top. My pick is going to be from the game that Shref just alluded to. It's going to be the Titans minus three and a half is my pick. Oh, he took the total. Never mind. Yes. Uh, the reason being, the Titans have beaten the Jags in Nashville eight times in a row. Yeah. All by that, what about what was it was it by four points or more? Well, Probably. I'm gonna give you. I don't know each time, but I know the average margin of victory because I calculated it is eleven point two five. Oh, that's favorable. So I imagine every time has been by four or more. Well, Not like every the, time. The Jaguars there, there games were... is when Derrick Henry rushes for like four hundred yards normally. I hope for right. my fantasy team, but yeah, yeah. Their defense, their run defense is below average, and historically, we all know what Henry does to them. I still think it'll happen. It, it's a it's a good slump buster game for Henry, I guess. And yeah. Uh, yeah, I just I'm very confident. I think I think they're gonna win by a touchdown. So Titans minus three and a half is my first uh spread pick. And I have to pivot to my backup here. Um, but I apologize, Shrap. I'm gonna go with the Giants plus six and a half I have. I was, I was thinking. I was thinking. Is it six and a half? It's six and a half. Yep. Yeah. So I don't really have many notes here. I just it's a home divisional dog, so I think I feel good about it. Yep, I don't disagree yeah. with that. Um, mm. Although, sorry to interrupt, I I have had very bad luck picking the picking Giants games this year. Picked yeah, against them was... last week, and they and they screwed me. And then I just I haven't I haven't been right on them at all year. So hopefully it picks like... up. I feel like you might have been the one that ruined that streak. Remember, there was like four straight weeks where they were underdogs when they like kept winning games and we kept taking them. And I think you might have been the one that broke that streak. I don't remember though. Yeah, I just I haven't had a pulse on them all year. So I'm up. Mm. Yes, you are. Uh, I'm gonna go with the Bengals Browns under under forty seven and a half. Uh. Relatively high compared to the other matchups this week. And the Browns offense looked pretty bad. They didn't score a touchdown. Um, that we talked about. So I could see that continuing against the Bengals. And on the flip side, I mean, Bengals offense is still good. But maybe the Browns defense woke up a little bit. Or just found some kind of life. I mean, with that dominating performance against the Texans. So... Yeah, less than forty-seven and a half. So that means I still think the Bengals will cover six. So like, maybe it could. I could see it being like a, uh, I don't know, thirty-one to fourteen. Sure. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I do agree. I don't really know about. Um, I don't know about the Browns' defense. I'd be worried. I think it was a fluke. It probably was, but yeah. Shref. 
is me. Your final selection. Hmm. There is two that I'm kind of. No, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna trust that. I'm gonna. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna take the Dolphins minus two and a half as my last as my last one. Um. I have loved what Mike McDaniel's done this year. Um, I think the Niner, Niners game was a, was a rough game. Brock Purdy actually like played like pretty decent, I thought, um, considering the situation. That didn't make it like easier for them really. And then obviously, I know Waddle was kind of hurt, but like says he's going to be okay. That never helps either. Um, but I don't know. I think obviously Chargers lost to the Raiders, right? Yeah. So both teams trying to bounce back. Um, I, don't know, I think the Dolphins have been considerably better than the Chargers this year. I think their offense is going to kind of pick right back up where it left off after obviously a very tough Niners defense. Um, and yeah, I think Mike McDaniels is going to outcoach Brandon Staley. So I'm going to take Dolphins minus two and a half. Very interesting one. Tua versus Herbert uh, in the 2020 draft class. So that's going to be a very intriguing matchup. That doesn't reflect how I feel about those quarterbacks. I think Herbert is still better than Tua, but I think the Dolphins are better than the Chargers. Fair enough. Uh, all right, so those are our picks. Just to recap, I took the Titans minus three and a half, Giants plus six and a half, and then the cheat code, Chiefs Broncos under 43 and a half. Jack took the Chiefs to cover eight and a half, the Vikings getting a point and a half, and the uh, Browns Bengals under 47 and a half. Treff somehow went back to meet Carroll and have the Seahawks to cover three and a half, the Dolphins to cover two and a half, and the Titans Jags under 42 and a half. So those are our picks this week. relationship with meet Carroll. <laughs> Mainly hate. Sometimes uh, I I do want to touch on one final game before we sign off here, because uh, it's just very, it's crazy. But does anyone have Texans. any feel on the Texans-Cowboys one that's minus 17? That's what I reacted to beginning this when I it, first saw the line because that's the biggest line of the year so far. The only reason yeah. that I would, the only reason that I would take the Texans plus seventeen is because I think it could be a Dolphins situation where the starters aren't playing by the third quarter. Still, yeah. like if that, like I, I don't. They, it's so it's such a mismatch on both sides of the ball. Like it's just not. <laughs> like this, the, this game is going to be the equivalent of like varsity team like getting like a scrimmage against like the freshman team before they yeah game in a a day or two or something like that like it it's not good (laughs) yeah i i I normally like either stay away or lean towards the underdog and that big of a spread but in this case i i there's every reason why it should be cowboys so i i think Mm. i would actually be cowboys here because that i know it's a lot but it just I think they'll move that line at all either. Like I, I feel like that might just stay. Like I don't know. There's, there's not going to be a reason for them to move that line. Nope. Oh man. Yeah, that'll what be. If they just rest. What if they just rest Dak? Don't even play him. <laughs> what a power move that would be. I Cooper Rush. What they would form with Rush? Like they could easily beat them with Rush. I'm like I think if if, if Rush was in this game, they'd still be what eleven point favorites. I was going to say like twelve. Maybe ten and a half. Yeah. Wow. If if they played any other team, the Texans that is on the road, I mean Buffalo or Kansas City or the or the, I mean the, 
I don't think it would be more. I don't think it would be more than seventeen because I think it's even more inflated just because we what we saw in the fourth quarter last night in prime time. Yeah, that's that's insane. So I don't think I've. I'm sure we can look this up. What's the biggest spread ever in an NFL game? I feel like seventeen's probably up there. I remember. Uh... Do you remember it was Vikings Bills? I think it was Josh Allen's rookie year, and the Bills were still really bad. And I think they were like fifteen point underdogs, and they won outright. Also, the uh, Jags were fifteen, weren't they? Fifteen point underdogs last year to the Colts, and they won outright last week of the season. Correct. That's crazy. Okay, I I just okay, I have it. it. I have it. Whoa, is this real? What do you have? I have the Broncos versus Jaguars in 2013. Yeah. Minus 28. That is not... That's <laughs> crazy. <laughs> I mean, that's that's peak Peyton Manning on the Broncos, so... Yeah, I guess, I guess so. That's when they Jaguars. were scoring a bajillion points. That's really wow. funny. That's <laughs> really funny. 28? Do they cover? The... Uh... The Jags were four and twelve that no, year. No, they didn't cover. It was thirty-five nineteen. Oh man! So yeah, wow. They, yeah, didn't quite cover. That is insane. I don't think that would ever happen today. Yeah, what? the only team, the only team to cover a spread of twenty plus points is the Steelers in nineteen seventy-six. They were favored minus twenty-seven against the Buccaneers, and they won forty-two to zero. Wow. <laughs> I bet the oh, betters were happy. It that makes time. sense. Is when they won Super Bowl nine, so they were really good. Jeez. And the Bucks were probably hardly a team. Yeah. Wow. All right. Well, we will see if that's the biggest spread of the year in a in a couple in, a, in about a month or so. We'll we'll look back here. But uh, yeah, that's our show, folks. Thank you for listening. Um, I hope I get this win here. Is it is it halftime yet? Uh, it's two minute warning. Bucks are like it's seven to three. So driving, but not really. They're at like the thirty five. I don't know. Maybe they'll get a field goal, but they I don't know. Their offense stinks. Yeah, you're looking good at the under. Okay. All right. We'll see. All right, folks. Thank you as always for listening. Um, and we will catch you next week with a, another episode. See ya. It's prayers, Matt Stairs, County Fairs, Grizzly Bears, Kevin Ware, Armpit Hair, Evil Lairs, Nightmares, Prickly Pears, Tender Care, Chocolate Players, and Ron Pierre.